Hello, my name is Denise Colley, and I'm seeking my second term for the Office of ACB Secretary. I currently serve as co-chair of the ACB Scholarship Committee, and I've also served as chair of the ACB Board of Publications and on the ACB Board of Directors. In these capacities, I've had the opportunity to oversee all the ways in which ACB communicates, both internally and externally. I believe that the ways in which ACB communicates with our members plays a crucial part in what keeps this vital organization going. And I want to work to ensure those lines of communication are stronger and more transparent. I would appreciate your vote. Thank you. The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. We're going to talk about memories, and especially happy memories. So memories are crucial to a person's sense of development, a person's self-esteem, mental health, and decision-making. And a lot of times we don't think about how our memories play into that, but people who have happy or positive memories or can remember things that maybe their parents told them or their grandparents told them, you know, people in their lives. Um, They usually make firmer decisions. They may be able to make decisions more clearly because a lot of times we kind of ask ourselves, what would mom do in this situation? Or, you know, how would my dad handle this situation? And that will often help us make more um, sound decisions if we don't have that type of memory or didn't have that type of experience in our childhood, then we're basically making decisions on our own and without the memory of the guidance from you know that trusted person. So memories can also affect our self-esteem and how we feel about ourselves. Um, if we remember happy memories where people, gave us compliments and told us that, you know, we were doing well or had potential, that type of thing, that's going to help us in the future feel much better about how we do things and what we can do. Contrarily, people who have have a lot of sad memories about people who um, in their past, you know, may have put them down a lot of times they may have some real difficulty with their self-esteem. So it's important to try to cultivate happy memories for yourself and for other people, people who you're around. So it, you know, if you can, if you can help create happy memories for people, you're really going to help them along the way. And you're going to help yourself. People who have happy memories also have lower stress, cortisol than people who have a lot of negative memories. So um, what we want to try to do is, is 
keep our happy memories, you know, remember happy things. And if you have negative events in your life that you're you're constantly thinking of, if you can try to think of what you learned or how you benefited or how it helped you grow, it may not be a very happy memory, but at least you are gaining some information and, and you're growing from that and you're creating a little bit more positive thought than all the negative feelings um, that may be associated with with some not good memories. People who have happy memories also have lower depression, and they seem to be able to get themselves out of depressive um, situations. Sometimes our happy memories make us feel sad, um, and and so that can be a little um, difficult when that happens. I know. For example, you know, sometimes when I think of, of my parents, I am happy about the memory that I had about them or have about them, but I'm also sad because they're no longer in my life and I miss them. And I would like to return to that happier time with them. But then, you know, I'm able to think about the happy memory. So it's important to think about happy memories, trying to Recall as many happy memories as you can, either from your childhood experiences or from your adulthood experiences. And also focus hard on creating happy memories for others. And especially if you have an opportunity to be around children, you know, try to try to really create some fun activities and some happy memories that they will have in the future. What I would like people to do in, in the spirit of that, is share some of your happy memories um, and, and how you use those to enhance your life or improve your mood or make yourself feel better. For example, one thing that my mom and I used to always do, well, July 4th was a big celebration for our family. We used to have picnics and fireworks and go to the river and um it was a big, big celebration. My dad absolutely loved July 4th and fireworks and that type of thing. We we always had them. Well, after my father died, of course, that was not quite as possible. And the July 4th, after he died, my mom and I were sitting there. And it was just us because my other sister had moved by that time. And, and my other sister was out of the house. And it was just me and mom. And we were sitting there thinking... You know, we can't just sit here. I mean, July 4th was always so special to my dad. And she got the big idea of driving over to another town about 30 minutes, 40 minutes away from where we live. And we went to Kentucky Fried Chicken and got Kentucky Fried Chicken and went to a picnic. And that became our tradition for many, many years. Now, it finally got to the point where we really couldn't do the we couldn't go out to a picnic because of her other disabilities, but we could still get Kentucky Fried Chicken. So after she died, I was sitting here on July 4th thinking, wow, I don't have anything to do, yada, yada, yada. I'm feeling really sad, really lonely. I thought, yes, you do. Go get some Kentucky Fried Chicken. So that's been my happy memory every July 4th. So yeah, um, you know, and it's one way to turn a sad memory into a happy memory and also carry on a tradition. So I'm going to turn this over to our host, 
open up and, and share some of your happy memories so that we can all have something happy to think about today. And our first person is Karen. You can unmute. My family always did a lot on July 4th, too. We'd either have a big picnic here for relatives or we'd go to my aunt's. She had a pool. And then we used to go to the park for a concert and fireworks. Well, you know, it's down to just dad and I right now because my sister, she always stayed with her family. They go to, you know, whatever they do. One of our traditions was always watching a Capital Fours on PBS, which is a concert that they have down in D.C. It's usually live, but they're pre-recording it this year and last year because of the pandemic. And then they'll show the fireworks down there. And then we switch over and watch the Macy's fireworks. Usually go outside and see if there's any around here. So, you know, Dad and I will still do that. And um, last couple of years, we've been getting Burger King um, for the holidays. So I guess we'll, we'll probably do that, too. And we always, you know, hang the flag out um, and uh, listen to patriotic music and just, you know, make, make the day special as we can, even though it's just down to two of us now. No more hands are raised? Uh, oh, there's, there's one. <laughs> okay. Now we have, oh, let me see. Travis, you can unmute. Hello, Walt. How's it going? Hi there. How you doing? Oh, oh we're doing good. How are you? Oh, doing well, thanks. Um, I, I have to say, um, you know, I've, I have so many great memories of 4th of July over the years, even with my grandparents on my dad's side. And, of course, even though um, they're not around anymore, I still have pl- uh, plenty of memories of 4th of July. Like, we would always, you know, you know, certain years go see fireworks, get together with friends and um, the whole nine yards. And um, just w- we would always barbecue. Sometimes we, you know, we've watched the uh, the thing on PBS that was in Washington D.C. You know, the symphony, and um, a lot of times, you know, we, we might go to an event we, which we've done over the years. And Fourth um, of July is also good because my brother's birthday happens to be the day after the Fourth of July. Actually, oh, that's wow. one of the nice things. Oh. And uh, this Fourth of July is going to be great this weekend because um, we're going to be with family and friends. Plus, my brother's hitting the big 4-0, and we're going to celebrate it that day. Awesome. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, we are going to barbecue some tri-tip. I mean, come on. you got to barbecue on the 4th of July. Mm. And, of course, we're going to do, you know, a broccoli salad, fruit salad, and one of our family favorites that my mom makes, twice-baked potatoes. Is what? Twice-baked potatoes. Oh, my gosh. Those are really good. Oh, you can they are so addicting. Send them over. Oh my uh, gosh, yep. they are so addicting. I mean, we have to make enough for my brother too because he loves them. It's one of his favorite things. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, someone's going to be bringing dessert. That's the best part, so we don't have to do anything. Um, one of our friends who's coming is a good baker, so she'll be doing something chocolate related. I'm not sure what it'll be, but it'll be something. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. like you're going to have a really good day and lots of yeah. happy memories. Well, and actually, that's not all, though. Um, not only will we doing, be doing, say, fireworks on our cul-de-sac that day, the day before the 4th of July, which is the 3rd of July, one of my neighbors, your daughter's getting married, and we're going to um, go to that uh, to the wedding the day before the 4th. So our 4th of July weekend is jam-packed Sounds this year. Like mm-hmm. You're going to have a full weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's wonderful. Yeah. Thanks. Pam, you can unmute. Yes. Um, Oh, my goodness. When I was growing up, 
my family would often get together with a friend of mine and her family for Fourth of July, and oh, we would do the either burgers or a barbecue chicken or something really, really yummy, and we'd make the potato salad and the coleslaw and the baked beans and all that other stuff, and always homemade ice cream. And Mm. then after we had had our picnic, uh, if we were lucky, we would go, this was, I was growing up in Atlanta, and the Atlanta Symphony during the summer had a pop series that ran for about six weeks, and it culminated on the 4th of July or around the 4th of July. And so I remember one year in particular, we were going to go to the Pops concert after our picnic, and we got part of the way there, and we got into one gargantuan traffic jam, and we realized there was no way we were going to make it to Chastain Park in time for the concert. So we decided to go to Lenox Square, which is still one of the major shopping malls in Atlanta, and they used to have a big fireworks display there. So we were going to go to Lenox and see the fireworks. Well, that was in the opposite direction, more or less. We started heading toward Lenox, got caught in another traffic (laughs) jam, realized there's no way we're going to make it. So we ended up going back home and watching what fireworks we could from our front yard. Oh, Um, wow. and, And then as I got older and, you know, we moved from Atlanta to Alabama, uh, it was just our family, my family, and we would, and maybe a next door neighbor, and we would barbecue stuff. And then my parents split, separated, divorced, all that stuff. And so mom and I would usually go to a restaurant because, you know, cooking all that stuff for just two people, that's no fun. And so we would usually go out to eat and, uh, and now it's, it's just me. Both of my parents are gone. And so what I sometimes will do now, if I can't get up a group of friends to go out to a restaurant, I will order something barbecue related through a, uh, an app such as Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll order barbecue because you still got to have your barbecue on the 4th of July. And there have been years that the ACB convention was going on on the 4th of July. And I didn't want to leave home because I was tuned into the convention. And so I would just order food and that, I'm not sure what's going to happen yet this year. So uh, the food order anyway, thing works. Oh, I hope so. But yeah, I have a lot of 4th of July memories from over the years. That's good. Teresa, you can unmute. I am not sure what we will do this year. It's going to be my husband and me and maybe um, our youngest son. He's here for a while. A lot of times my husband will like to take a drive if um, we don't get invited by somebody uh, to go to their house for a picnic. So we'll take a drive somewhere sometime. But I remember when I was a kid. Now, my father 
served in Korea, so he really wasn't into the fireworks as such. But we did a lot of times converge over at somebody's house in their yard, and they would sit um, by the uh, firecrackers, and they would set them off. And I remember one year, a neighbor um, allowed me to hold a sparkler, and my mother and my sister helped me to um, make designs in the air with a sparkler, and I thought that was neat. Needless to say, they helped me, so I would not get burned. That's Hmm. cool. It was cool. I always liked sparklers when I was a kid. Yeah. But I do remember one time, it was probably my very first memory of fireworks, and I had a little bit of sight, and I remembered I was sitting on my mother's lap. We were at a public fireworks display, and she was asking me, could I see that? Could I see that? And I didn't understand what all the fuss was. Why could I see that? You know, why was that so important? She wanted to see how much light perception I had, you know, with the fireworks. Those are my memories. That's wonderful. Yeah. Monique, you can unmute. We'd always, my family would always have a barbecue. Uh, But a lot of times, you know, we were all together. Now all of our family is all separate and just, they have their own family, but this year we're going to do that because both my nephew and I were like, what are we going to do? So, yeah, we're having a barbecue Sunday. <laughs> well, that will create a memory for next year or later. You can think about the barbecue. Yeah, we're having one. Yeah. I'm celebrating my birthday month, so that's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay, that's wonderful. Chris Coulter, you can unmute. My very my very favorite Fourth of July memories had to do with my dad, and he was basically kind of, or at least I thought that thought when I was a child that he was basically kind of a a serious, solemn man, and he talked a lot about patriotism and the war. He was in World War II and everything. But when Fourth of July came along, one of the things that he would do was he would take um, like an old soup can or something, empty soup can and clean it out. And he would put firecrackers in it and set them off and they would just fly wherever it was that they were going to go. Now, now that wouldn't be too safe, I don't think. But in those days when there was a lot of... Um, uh, space to do that kind of thing. Yeah, he was a he was like a kid, and he did th- he would he would you know play with firecrackers the way that kids did when he was growing up. And so we had fun. We had fun watching him have fun a lot of times. <laughs> Just that sounds like a lot of fun. It was, and I make a bigger noise that way too. Exactly. Inside the can. Well, thank Karen, you. you can unmute. Thank you. I remember in 1976 when our nation celebrated the bicentennial, my sister and I went to visit my aunt and uncle who lived in Silver Spring, which is right by D.C. So we went to D.C. for a lot of the stuff that was going on then. That would have been kind of a neat place to be. It was. We were there a couple of weeks. So after the fourth and we toured all the stuff you do in D.C., the monuments. And I think they had just started opening the the underground railway i can't think what it's called down there metro that was being used then so we tried that out you know so that was, it was neat to be in dc at that time that would have been a lot of fun 
And I don't want, I won't say any more after this one, but <laughs> my parents' 50th wedding anniversary was on July 6th. And so July 4th weekend, they always went to something called First Friday, which was for the senior citizens of the church. They had a gathering where they'd have music and everybody bring a covered dish and a, you know, a message and everything. Well, I arranged with a couple of the higher up people in the, you know, the first Friday to tell everybody, you know, not to bring a dessert or anything that night. And we, you know, I got the cake and decorated another couple helped me and we had their 50th surprise wedding anniversary Oh wow. that night with all their friends at the church. And it was over July 4th weekend. Um, I'm really glad I got to do that. Oh, yeah, that sounds really cool. They were surprised, you know, because they were going to go anyway to the first Friday. So, you know, there was nothing out of the ordinary. And I was off from work that day. And I said, well, I'll just go along with you tonight, you know, for supper and all. And, you know, so they they were totally surprised when they walked in and it was all decorated and everything in their honor. And they got, you know, cards and gifts. And I bet they it was were a big really party with all their friends. They were because they didn't have a clue. Yeah, that's a wonderful memory. Travis, you can unmute. I want to talk about a couple of interesting memories about the 4th of July over the years, actually. And they were all positive, just to let you know. I remember um, the, my first memory back in 96, we went to a beach party. Um, back when I lived up in the Bay Area with some friends, we did some fireworks. And I remember my uh, dad burnt me a hot dog, actually, in one of the fireworks. And we all had a good time with lots of food. And when I lived in Colorado for a few years in the early 2000s, I remember in our last summer there, um, one of the neighbors did our the annual 4th of July block party. And we had a lot of fun. You know, brought Everyone brought their own food. And I remember one of the desserts I tried for the first time was dirt. Uh, now, oh. now, now, dirt, now, hold on. Now, dirt from the yard, if that's what you, anyone's thinking. Um, for reals, you know, it's it's made out of chocolate and like crushed Oreos and you know. Oh yeah, (laughs) that was good actually. Yeah. Oh man, it was great. I remember getting seconds, and then um, a few years back, um, one thing I remember too is um, where I live, um, about ten miles uh, north where I live or so, uh, they did something called the Paso Pops, um, which. It was in the town that's, you know, 10 miles north of where I live, you know, past Robles. And that's where they do 4th of July events such as, you know, shaved ice, barbecues, food, and um, lots of things. And, of course, they had the symphony that that will play for a bit. And, of course, the fireworks. Not only it was fun, um, my folks couldn't go with me because due to heavy work schedules. But I went with my BFF from work that year in 2018. And what was interesting about it. I have light perception, so I'm able to see colors in the fireworks. Um, the fireworks were so big, I remember, at the end. I mean, there were some fireworks displays, you know, you know, the flower shapes, almost the size of your dinner plate, if not bigger, like like a platter size or even bigger. I mean, it, they were second to none. That must be pretty exciting when, you know, people with low vision really can't see a whole lot, but suddenly they're able well, to, it, to see fireworks. Actually, I know. And, and yeah. actually, one other thing, too, that happened when we went to a blues festival in 2010, you know, over a decade ago, um, not only was there a fireworks display, um, when the, the last song was going on, um, one of the musicians know, knew I was, you know, blind, visually impaired, and they, you know, grabbed me by the hand and they let me, you know, play one of the instruments, you know, one of their instruments, and the last song before the fireworks display kicked off. 
and well, that would have been it, cool it was, too. And it, you know, because we were like in the grass, basically, and you know, close to where they were, and it was like, yes, the cherry on top, basically. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, does anybody notice? Think about how you might have felt when you first came on the call, and maybe you were a little stressed or a little anxious or just whatever. Do you notice how you feel any different now that people have been talking about or you've been talking about these happy memories? Does it change the way you feel? Beth has her hand raised. You can unmute. Well, yeah, it does make me. Feel, it does make you feel better. I was going to tell you about a memory too, but. Um, I wanted to say that too. It does make me make you feel a lot better when people talk about happy memories that they had. My grandpa used to like to go to um, his pueblo to to celebrate Fourth uh, of July, and he used to take the kids, all of us, in the back of either a pickup or a station wagon. My aunt would follow. My aunt had eight kids, so some of us would go in the station wagon. Some of us would go in the pickup and. We used to stay there with some some other aunts and uncles for about three days, and they'd have sometimes they'd have mariachis, but sometimes they'd have like the native. A lot of times, well, it was a native village, so they would have the native dancers, and then all the food, the different booths and stuff, and they had rides, and it was really neat. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was, and then for the for the bicentennial, by then he was gone. But we said, I bet you they're doing something in Taos. And we went over there. We stayed with some other cousins for three days. And it was, I mean, it rained, okay, but it was it was nice. It was really cool. It was just people hung out. And, and see, what makes it really nice is, like, the whole village kind of comes out. And, you know, it's like a giant old, I don't know what you would call it, a village party or a block party, you know. And, oh, yeah, you know, I got some food. Well, you know, so-and-so selling my grandma is selling food at this booth, or my or my uncle is selling food at this booth. You know, everybody would go to try different people's food and stuff. It's pretty cool. That would have been really fun. I'm yeah, trying all that food would have been pretty good too. Chris Coulter, you can unmute. Okay, you were you were saying, you know, think about um, before you came on the call, and then and then how you're feeling now. And I find that. Um, before I came on the call, I was not necessarily stressed out, but I was somewhat tired because we had the great big famous great Pacific Northwest heat wave, which uh, <laughs> kind of fried my brain. But um, today, you know, I'm still a little tired, but after hearing all these stories and kind of telling my own, I I find myself really smiling and and more relaxed and having a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happens is when when you think about these these memories, all of a sudden your stress level goes down and your cortisol and your bloodstream goes down. And that's why you probably don't feel as tired or stressed or anxious or whatever. And you're able to um, feel happier, feel better. You find yourself smiling, you know, whatever. And that's why it's important to to have these happy memories or think about these happy memories and also share with other people your happy memories and listen to their happy memories. Pam has her hand up. Pam, you can okay. unmute. Yes, I too am sitting here smiling. And uh, I mean, it's been a, for me, it's been a good day. Uh, so 
I'm not feeling particularly stressed or wasn't before the call. Uh, but somewhere during all of that, I thought of, uh, I remember the very first, evidently my first exposure to fireworks. And I was not even outside. But on the rare occasion that I think about this, I, <laughs> I find it a bit humorous. Um, I was probably about four, four and a half. And we were out of town. And apparently it was 4th of July. Um, and of course, you know, you're in a strange place. Uh, I was, we'd gone to visit some, a couple that my parents went to school with, to college with. And, uh, they lived in, in, a, in an apartment. And so here we were, you know, you're in a strange place. And I was a little kid. I had already gone to bed. And all of a sudden, I heard this racket outside. I thought, mm. what on earth is that? And I was trying to imagine what could have been making a racket like that. And the way I had it pictured, I didn't know about fireworks at, at that point. What I assumed it was, was some huge object being rolled along the ground. Now, how I got that, I don't know, but that was what I assumed that the source of all the racket was. And these are those big fireworks that boom, you know, rather than the little ones. So <laughs> I still, every once in a while, when I hear fireworks, I will think of that very early memory of my first exposure. And not only did I assume that fireworks were like looked like that but when it would thunder my conception of what caused thunder at age four or thereabouts oh yeah was something being rolled along the ground okay so i don't know at what point i learned otherwise but uh, i still get some mileage out of that one every so often <laughs> That's great. Thank you for sharing. Pete, you can unmute. Hello. Um, well, I I noticed I've I'm more excited now. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait for Sunday to hurry up and get here. <laughs> so I noticed I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, good. Well that's good because now you have something to look forward to. No more hands are raised? Well, fireworks can be kind of uh frightening for some people. They can cause anxiety. But really, the best way to deal with fireworks is kind of gain an understanding of them and keep a safe distance, you know, and, and learn about them and learn how, uh, how close you would have to be for them to actually hurt you. Or, um, and, and the likelihood of that happening is not very good. Because unless you have a nephew like my nephew who likes to set firecrackers off right behind people, especially <laughs> me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most mm. of us aren't going to be that close to fireworks. Uh, yeah, I don't think he would do that now. I think he's growing up a little bit, but maybe. <laughs> but when he was a kid, that was one of his favorite things. He would walk up behind me and set off a firecracker. Yeah. Um, we have a raised hand. Anne Brash, you can unmute yourself. Yes. Hi. I just wanted to, I, I'm thinking of a, a convention that we had, you know, and I don't even know when it, where it was, but the hotel was 
uh, had like a really huge balcony. And so I was standing next to, you know, all sorts of friends of mine and pretty much the entire convention because they were, I've been going to conventions since the seventies and they used to be a lot smaller, but the hall, in fact, they made it one of the events, um, you know, in the evening. Um, and so the whole convention just went out on this balcony and, and we were just all together and the fireworks show was right down below us. And it was just really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would have been cool. Someone has a hand raised. Barbie, okay, good. You can unmute. <laughs> Barbie, you're muted. I would like to echo the guy who was talking about Silver Spring. I live in Silver Spring, and I have a place in Gaithersburg. And my family and friends are discussing how we're going to get to the National Mall to look at the fireworks and taking the metro train. It's the best way because you have the crowd and people, some be dressed up in like 4th of July gala of stuff and wearing their red, white and blue and everything. So it's a big deal and they're going to have it this year. And I've been going down there for the longest time. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, and you and your family are going this year? Yeah, we're going to we're going to go. Um, we're not, you can't take, like, you used to be able to take your food and stuff with you. Uh-huh. So we're going to have the picnic at my sister's house who lives in D.C. And then go from her house down to the mall, catch the metro, metro train down there. I'm going to come down and go, too. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much fun. Mm-hmm. Travis, you can unmute. I actually do want to share a memory from 2007, actually, from the 4th of July. Um, I couldn't be home, and many of us couldn't on the um, 4th of July because I was in my early 20s, you know, very early 20s, 20 years old only. And um, I was at a summer program for three weeks from toward the end of June until mid-July at the STEP program, you know, for us, you know, transitioning into young adulthood and everything. Um, For those who don't know what it is. And it was in Southern California at the Blind Center, um, which is now called Wayfinder Family Services, formerly Junior Blind. And um, one of the things they did for all the programs um, at the facility is they did a Fourth of July event, a barbecue, um, you know, for lunch. And we all met, you know, in the outside areas by the pool and everything. And not only did it was a great, you know, time with great food, and um, we were served turkey burgers. That sounds fun. Yeah. Man, they were so good. And and some of yeah. us, we were able to see certain uh, glints of the fireworks off in the distance, just the way the views were kind of you know, positioned in the facilities. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't use the pool, though, because it was reserved for somebody. And But it was just the weather couldn't have been better. just everything in between. Wow. Well, what are you going to do this year? Oh, your, your brother's uh, celebration. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You do and the safety. Do you do that at home or do you do that elsewhere? Well, okay. You know, um, it it was definitely a little different last year just because the way things were, obviously, you know, COVID and all, um, Uh and just the way the work schedules were. But for this year, now that my mom's retired from her nursing career for about a year now, um, it all works out because um, my brother and sister-in-law and uh, niece and all are coming down from out of town and from the Bay Area. And we're all going to be at our house, you know, celebrating on the 4th. And um, in the safe fireworks thing, you know, we're going to do that in our cul-de-sac. And um, also, um, the next day, my brother and sister-in-law are going to a winery. 
that they're going to like go to an event where they and they're going to actually sleep the day after the Fourth of July in a shipping container. You know, some sleeping area made out of shipping containers. Believe it or not. Oh wow! Okay. And and of course too, when we do the Fourth um, of July thing with fireworks, we'll you know we'll be meeting with our neighbors and everything, so that works out. Sounds like you're going to have a really good weekend. And of course, the appetite's getting get, definitely getting ready. And this counting down is so like I can't fat, the whole weekend can't come fast enough. Let's say this, especially the way the whistle will be feeling in the next couple of days. Everything, <laughs> you know, your case buds. It's like, oh yes, it's like it's mm. coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Beth has a raised hand. You said it didn't have to be about Fourth of July for um for Christmas. My uncle, one of my uncles, was a school bus driver, so. When we would go up there to see him and my grandma and grandpa and everybody, um, he used to, at that time, they used to, in those little towns, sometimes they would let you take the school bus home with you. So all the cousins would pile into the school bus and we'd drive around seeing the Christmas lights. That was pretty cool. And then uh, everybody would hit descend on grandma's house to have food, you know, cake and cookies and chocolate and stuff like that afterward. You know? It was pretty cool. And then we'd all get back in the bus, too, because, of course, the older people was, okay, we got to go to midnight mass. Okay, well, let's go. <laughs> so you'd have the bus and some cars following behind, you know, to go to midnight mass, and then we'd come back. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. All right. Well, um, this has been a really fun, enjoyable call. and yes. And, um, it really has been. So keep your happy memories. Um, take some time each day to think of happy things, happy thoughts. And um, you'll feel happier. You'll feel better. You know, life throws us some curveballs. But if you can hold on to those happy memories. And uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs>